VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, y'all, seven rounds in heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. The rookie QBs bounced back in a big way this week. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the genius who knew Matt Nagy would trust his gut and go with Justin Fields. And with me, as always, is AJ. Mills Mafia is no more Marchese. Um, yeah. I mean, he, he had to go to get Buffalo and get taught what the real Mafia is all about. I guess he'll uh, continue to play, but I don't think that's uh, that there will be any talk of him. Uh, no, more, more on him later. Today we're breaking down the NFL rookies who made the most and the least of their week four opportunities in the NFL. Let's hit it. Going out to Vegas, gonna set my draft, gonna set my draft on fire. Seven, seven, seven. with my lady driving out to vegas baby looking for a stingley or thibodeau who's gonna bat it on draft day who's gonna wage your future picks away who's gonna reach for a blue blood lineman the home team let's go seven rounds let's go seven rounds together let's go seven rounds forever and that's a song i've officially launched my first baseball related spotify green room that focuses on the different bats baseball players use we're going to talk wood bats, mm-hmm. metal bats, different types of wood that go into the bat. Like, have you ever seen a willow tree bat? No, but that sounds sick. Yeah. Um, or the Simpsons episode where Homer's gets his special bat. We'll break that episode down, too. It's all bats all the time. Because Spotify Green Room is a live audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and to use. Talk to me about bats, other fans about bats, athletes about which bats they prefer, and insiders about who's corking their bat. Perfect for watch parties, debates about how much pine tar should go on a bat, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news like whose bat was over-corked. I don't even know what the rules on corking a bat are. We're going to find out in this Spotify green room, my host. Share your own experiences about your bat on the app. Create a profile, link your Twitter, join the group. All you need to do is download Spotify green room app for any iOS app store, and then you can start talking bats and come with your spiciest bat takes. All right, rookie quarterback rundown. Uh, we're in it. We're in it now. We're four weeks in. We've, right, four weeks? Yep. Okay, good. Just, I was checking with you to make sure you knew. Keeping me on my toes. I respect it. We're going into week five now. Yes. Okay. Good. Uh, week one, all the rookie quarterbacks scored touchdowns. Week two and week three, they were pretty much all bad. Week four, we had we had some good performances. 
Uh, and we even we even saw all of them get substantial playing time. Um, all of them as in the five first-round rookies, plus Davis Mills. Uh, when the rookie quarterbacks play well, football's more entertaining. I'll, I'll say it, AJ. I like when quarterbacks are good. It's a hot take, Rob, but uh, I can't disagree. Especially, it's it's nice that we got to see uh, Trevor Lawrence on Thursday Night Football. Apparently, one of, like, one of yeah, the most I mean, watched Thursday Night Football games in the last like three years too which a Bengals jaguars matchup uh surprising last second field goal battle between former first overall picks urban meyer threw away his career <laughs> after the game what what don't you like about that, that, that high game? drama that's um, for sure yeah i mean removing urban meyer and that whole coaching staff and everything going on there it's even or no actually adding that into the equation it's even more impressive that trevor lawrence <laughs> came out and had the performance he did against the Bengals. Um, on paper, not mind-boggling. Threw for 204, uh, ran for 36 yards, had a rushing touchdown. Completed almost 71% of his throws. But made a couple just jaw-dropping throws. Um, I think the one the one that stood out the most to me would be that Jamal Agnew one on the sideline. Wide receiver one, Jamal Agnew, yeah. Yeah, Jamal Agnew, the best playmaker on that team. I, I was <laughs> thinking close. too. Uh, yeah. The, like if they, okay, they wanted to draft Kadarius Tony, they wanted to use Travis Etienne in that role. They've neglecting to try Lavisca Chanel as like more of a mm. fun weapon. Yeah. Why not get Jamal Agnew more touches then? He's your most explosive playmaker. Well, they're they're but doing it a little a, bit now, a, but yeah, no, it is different. They are. Um, but only after but, uh, yeah, that and stuff too. That Jamal Egg, that Jamal Agnew throw, where he he was kind of rolling to the right a little bit and came back across and, and just dot on the sideline. That was unbelievable. He also had that um the the deep throw. It was like forty plus yards downfield to Lavisca Chanel, mm-hmm. uh earlier in the game. Um, that he it, it was play action. He was rolling to his right and it almost looked like he was gonna run. Yeah, and then he just. He, he, like, as he used to do all the time at Clemson, he makes an impossible throw look simple for him because he's got a rocket launcher of an arm and he just is so mechanically clean. And he launches one downfield to Shaw, who's got single coverage. He made a great adjustment on that ball. But those are two of the best rookie quarterback throws. I mean, Justin Herbert was doing insane things last year. So that kind of, I think, um, increase, increases expectations among rookie quarterbacks. Yeah. But, like, those two throws were just wicked. And two of the best, I think, we've seen in the last handful of years from rookie quarterbacks. Uh, yeah, that's fair. I mean, I think they're two of the best we've seen from this group. I, I didn't get to see Justin Fields this week. You, you'll, you'll talk on him later. But they, on Twitter, I saw some great throws from them from him, too. So those, those two on, a, on on the rainy week four across the country, <laughs> they were impressive. Yeah, you know, and it's... It, it's it sucks that they lost the game. Obviously, Joe Burrow and the Bengals kind of put it together in the second half because um, the Jags dominated that first half. But uh, Lawrence, yeah, I don't know. You saw everything that you hoped you would see from him, and again with a dysfunctional staff around him too. Um, th- I think more than anything, this performance, when paired with what Urban or the mess Urban Meyer is causing. Um, they they need to get rid of Urban Meyer ASAP. Agreed. And yeah. get like you can't ruin this type of talent. And they can get any coach they want uh, on the market, really. Like bring Joe Brady down to Jacksonville. 
I think that'd be pretty great. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. I think they got the pick Brian Dable uh, up there too. I think they got the pick of the litter, to be honest. Eric Bieniemy. But hey, they, yeah, we thought they did last year, and they chose Urban Meyer. So who knows? Well, that was, yeah, that was their pick. Okay, <laughs> um, when when Lawrence was at Clemson, you knew they were desperate for the win when they ran him, and there wasn't too much like designed running for Trevor Lawrence in this game, but they were desperate because he was running the ball. Eight eight carries, thirty six yards in the touchdown. But he was running the ball super effectively. It was on that on the one touchdown drive, uh, three third down, first down runs with his legs. And he was looking really good running the ball. And then he finished it off with the, the sick move on uh, on Sam Hubbard for the touchdown, which is pretty sweet. They just hit him with a little stick juke and uh, got in. I thought that was really impressive. So I think Urban now, we know he's a desperate man. <laughs> I think we're going to see more and more um, designed runs for, for Trevor Lawrence. I mean, or maybe not as much that, design, but but running him, yeah. Is that a good thing though? No, not really. But I think it's a cool thing. To, it's fun to watch. Yeah, uh, I, I. I think it's. I wish they as just, long as you're not taking the I hits. Wish, I think it's okay. He, yeah. Tre, to, Trevor looked so good on the play action throws in this game. Yeah. That I hope they just do that more and, and attack downfield a little bit more. They've got like I know D, DJ Chark got hurt in this game. Mm-hmm. But LaVisca Chalant, they've got Marvin Jones. We know Jamal Agnew has that, that wicked explosiveness. Yeah. Like, I just hope that we see a more consistent play-action deep game from him. Because when he's, like, like in this game, you, you see what he can do with that. Um, on the bright side, they do play the Titans next, who uh, didn't play so well against what we thought was the worst rookie quarterback. But now we know... He should have been the first round pick. Yeah, so Zach Wilson in this game. Um, I, I I did this game. Uh, the the Jets obviously won in overtime, 27-24. Poor fat Randy missed the kick for the Titans. Uh, meanwhile, rookie Evan McPherson made <laughs> his kick for the Bengals. Um, but I the for the first the first half and into the like deep into the third quarter. It looked like a pretty nothing game from Zach Wilson. Um, his early interception, Corey Davis actually slipped on the route, so it's hard. Like, if you watch it in real time, it looks like just a disastrous classic Zach Wilson, what the heck are you doing type throw. But Corey Davis slipped on the route, so it's hard to really kill Zach Wilson for that one. Um, but he came alive in the end of the third quarter, and that's when the Jet like, this, this game was 9-7 for most of the game. And then Zach Wilson turned it on. And so uh, because you, you flexed on me last week with your way better breakdown of Trevor Lawrence than any of my quarterback breakdowns, I, I uh, took detailed notes. Good work, um, buddy. So starting at the – you've motivated me to be better. I'm proud of, I'm proud iron of that. Iron sharpens iron. <laughs> uh, starting at the end of the third quarter, um, he hit Keelan Cole deep. Uh, it was, uh, was a, like a pretty sweet scramble drill. And he hit Keelan Cole um, uh, out of structure on a deep ball. And that led to a field goal. And then I don't know if after that, that just gave him the confidence he needed. Because mm-hmm. he started being, like, he started playing, like, BYU Zach Wilson with kind of that I don't give a fuck energy. But not in a way that's leading to four <laughs> interceptions. Because um, later, he had a pl- play action uh where he broke a tackle and hit, hit or and went deep to Corey Davis on a deep ball, and 
it was one-on-one, -on -one and it wasn't a great throw, but it drew P.I. And the very next play, uh, I think it was the very next play, he dropped the snap, picked it up, ripped a deep ball to Jamison Crowder on the left sideline. Uh, and then, the then the, the I think right after that, it was the, they called a rollout for him, and he ripped uh, with Jamison Crowder on the right, like basically on the right pylon, he ripped a tight, tight window throw to Crowder for a touchdown. Um, and then like they, they were really rolling there. Uh, and then to, to get it to OT, um, he had a play action where he rolled right and he hit Corey Davis on a perfect deep ball. Davis had two DBs on him and I don't know how he fit it between them, but by the way, Corey Davis played phenomenal. Um, but he, uh, yeah, he, he ripped this huge deep ball to Corey Davis for a touchdown, got 24 they go to overtime in ot trips left the middle wide receiver uh it was keelan cole um ran a post and he had a fucking bucket drop on the sideline for it had to be just over 30 yards which essentially led led them to the field goal and which put the game away but he he throwing out the first th two and three quarters of a quarter he was awesome after that and he wasn't even playing poorly prior to that, really. It was just, like, a lot of nothing um, It was that that was really happening. Like, he wasn't attempting any crazy throws or playing with that kind of swagger people came to know him for at BYU. But then all of a sudden, he turned it on. And I, I think it had to do with that, that Keelan Cole deep ball because after that, he just played so confident. I, I think I, t I mentioned last week that I felt like he wasn't playing confidently, and he lost it, and it kind of... The early turnovers, um, at like week one and stuff, just kind of made him rein it back. But when he doesn't have that confidence, he's not he's not the same dude. And I also said last week, I think Jameson Crowder matters. And it just from what we saw in the preseason, it felt like Crowder was going to be a big, you know, a big security blanket for Zach Wilson. So I think having him back too helps. It's, I I feel like this was bad. a huge huge win for the Jets, and like they it's, needed this bad bad. And I don't mean just for being competitive-ish this season. I mean, for the whole, just, uh, you know, uh, reassuring uh, Robert Salah's plan, reassuring that Zach Wilson is worthy of the second overall pick. I, I feel like it was a huge win for them. Yeah, and you mentioned Jamison Crowder, and Elijah Moore really hasn't lived up to mm -hmm. that preseason hype at all, and he wasn't he wasn't playing in this game. And, and both Keelan Cole and Jamison Crowder played really well. And like I said, Corey Davis was unbelievable yeah. in this game. Also, the Titans' defense is horrific. Yeah, I don't – the Titans are – I can't believe the Seahawks lost to the Titans. Specifically the secondary. Specifically the secondary. Like, Harold Landry didn't play a poor game. Um, and Rashawn Evans looked pretty good. But uh, bad. the secondary just has nothing going for it. And both Molden and Caleb Farley, speaking of rookies, were not playing. Mm -hmm. so. Uh but hey, you 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 speaking of the Seahawks. Speaking of bad secondary, Trey Lance because Jimmy G got hurt. Yeah, we got Trey Lance in the game. Uh, I'll read his numbers first: nine for eighteen, buck fifty-seven, two touchdowns, no picks, forty-one yards and seven carries. I don't think he was as good as the numbers indicate, mainly because <laughs> most of them came on that 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 Debo wide open seventy-some odd yard touchdown that was. Just blown coverage. By the way, everyone on Twitter wanted to blame Jamal Adams because Twitter hates Jamal Adams for some reason. But Pete came out and said it was Sidney Jones' fault who got his first start as a Seahawk. Uh, easy, easy yard, easy touchdown. Uh, throw got there, but it was it was wide open. So a lot of it came there. Um, I, I felt like when he came in the game, 
look, I was talking to you. I was scared he was going to change this game and and like this is going to be you know some magical moment for training lines. But I, I thought it was kind of the opposite. I thought the momentum they had because they were rolling in the first half. The Seahawks should not have been in that game. I uh, kind of got lucky that they were. Um, I felt like they kind of stalled. I, I thought Lance was kind of rocky. It started like it was getting balls batted. Um, uh, like his first throw, he threw it. Kittle was wide open in the flat, threw it behind him and low. It was kind of ugly. Um, and then they kind of like moved him around a little bit. He, he made a nice play over fourth and one. He just cut back and, f- and found Debo for the first. Uh, and then like it was just a couple quick hitters to, to use check. Then I saw like a lot of like miscommunications at the line of scrimmage. And there was a couple um, just pre-snap penalties. I, I felt like that was kind of on Trey Lance. Um, holding on to the ball too long. Um, taking some sacks. Also just bailing when the pocket was clean. So I felt like it was, you know, again, it's a tough spot for him coming in um, uh, to start the second half. But um, it's it's different when he's got a full week to start. But anyways, no, I don't think it was that yeah. great. But, no, he, he threw a really nice pass to uh, George Kittle. That should have been a touchdown. Jamal Adams separated him the ball. But, like, I don't know. Like, I, I think if he threw it a little bit earlier, it, was a little, it would have been a sure touchdown. It was a little behind him. And the spiral was a little gross. But put it all together, it was really promising. And the second touchdown was just a quick hitter to, to Debo Samuel, who had a great, great game. Um, how my, my, my question for you, um, how much did they involve him with designed runs or maybe not even designed runs for him, but utilized his ability to uh, take away a defender as a runner on run plays to other guys? So it felt like when he first got in the game, uh, it was zone read, zone read, zone read. And immediately, Trey Sermon, who I'm not going to mention in the show, was okay. But wide open, just chunks. Seattle was immediately kind of just um, respecting the keeper on the read. And it was big chunks, big chunks, big chunks. But when they started to have to get – like, Seattle kind of adjusted to it and just started crashing down on, on, on Sermon. He did he, Like, his runs were more scrambly, not too much design. Like I said, 41 yards on seven carries. Wasn't really a lot of design stuff, though. It was just him leaving pockets or getting pressured and – kind of having to do something and it didn't feel like significant runs either like he didn't really he none of those runs were really special in, in my opinion or anything like that um so you felt it at first like the, the threat of him keeping the ball but uh, when they started getting you know third in mediums and third in longs and he had to throw it uh it wasn't wasn't great again i just don't think he's seeing it all well right now and that's because he got thrown into a game that he wasn't expecting to get thrown into like so it's hard to blame him. I think you saw the talent. You, you saw him, the arm strength. Um, but, yeah. I, I, and then you saw him like making a little bit of magic happening, avoiding sacks, too. But uh, I, I guess part of that, too, is, like like you mentioned, it, it might be different if he uh, – well, it obviously would be different if he had a full week to prepare, and I think that yes. would impact the game plan as well, right? Like, and it's almost a little worse mm-hmm. now because we thought we were going to get Jimmy G <laughs> – sounds bad. But Jimmy Garoppolo said he'd be out for a couple weeks. And uh, – Apparently he might play this week. So even that kind of like, I feel like it would have been better to be like, okay, if Shani went to Jimmy and said, you know what, we're just going to hold you out. And he might he might have done this, you know, in, in the room. We just don't know yet. If he just went to Jimmy, mm-hmm. okay, you're going to sit out this week. Your calf's bugging you still. Um, we're going to give Lance, you know, Monday, the whole week, to prep to start this game this week. And, and that's it. And see, we'll see what he's got with a full week of preparation under his belt. Because I, I do think that matters. Especially when you get tossed into like this kind of, <clears throat> weird game where you're moving the ball really well but you're not scoring it was kind of just a strange strange situation for the Niners 
Um, speaking of having time to prepare, well, Justin Fields is going to have the whole season to do that because Matt Nagy finally named him the starter after his performance against the Lions in week four. Um, so the previous week I talked about how they're just – the game plan and the offensive line didn't really give Justin Fields any chance. Not to say he played well, yeah. but um, you, you almost – had to throw that out just because the offensive line was so bad. Well, luckily for Fields and the Bears, the Lions' defense, I don't know if they have a guy who could start on any other team in the NFL. Because Romeo Cuora got hurt, and he's their best defensive player. And then after that, it was like the fact that they couldn't get – like the, he got sacked nine times against the Browns. He got sacked once against the Lions, and for the most part was kept clean throughout the game. Like that's – it says a lot about to me. It says a lot about the Lions' pass rush. Not not to spoil um, but, anything later, but did uh, do you see anything from McNeil or on Wizariki this game? No. Yeah, they haven't shown anything. They they haven't been getting on the field too much. No. But when they are, they I haven't really seen much of anything from either. McNeil's of them. playing playing more than Wizariki, but mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah, so Fields finished with on paper not going to blow you away. Two oh nine, a pick. Um, three carries, nine yards. They the other the thing is they still are not incorporating his legs whatsoever. Um, most of those yards came on him scramble, like mm-hmm. uh, on one scramble he had. But uh, so I would like to see them use that a little bit more. Um, but they did get the play action pass going way more frequently in this game, and he looked fantastic on those. Uh, the interception was a tip. He was trying to hit uh Allen. I think it was Allen Robinson. Um, uh, on uh, like a quick ball, and it got tipped by a blitzing linebacker, and a corner made a diving pick, which was pretty impressive. Um, he tried to put it over the linebacker. Whatever, I I wasn't too concerned about that. Uh, the thing that was really impressive to me was how many deep shots he took, especially when you consider how few Andy Dalton would have taken. Um, so so I, I wrote these down. Uh, the first one was a play action crosser. To Darnell Mooney, where it was about 25 yards through the air. Um, tw- 25 positive yards, not from behind the line of scrimmage. would have been like 35. All, all, my throw, all my throw numbers are by positive yard gain. Does that make sense? <laughs> Is air yards based on positive? or like, I actually don't know. Or from where the ball's actually thrown. I, I don't know. That's why I, try, I broke this and explained it the way I did. I think it, it makes more sense that. to do it the way you do it from what we're doing here. Anyways, I okay, understand. Okay, yeah. So... So he hit Mooney on a play action. Uh, it was just a straight play action uh, crosser. Mooney, great. Then uh, a straight, uh, a different drive. Uh, that that led to a score. Um, on a different drive, uh, he, from the 11, straight drop, play action drop. 40-plus air yards to Mooney was a perfect throw. Uh, later, a play action straight drop again. They weren't moving him again. They were not moved like... It didn't matter because the Lions pass rush sucked so much, but yeah. you think they'd want to move the pocket given how bad their offensive line is and how athletic Fields is. But it was mainly just straight play action drops um, without rollouts. Uh, so play action, straight drop, 20 air yard throw to Allen Robinson over the middle. It was a wicked laser. Um, later, this one was his only non play action deep ball. Split gun. He was uh, from the left hash. He saw Mooney on the right sideline with a one-on-one, and he dropped it in the fucking bucket, and that was about 30 air yards. Um, and then later, this might have been his most impressive throw. It was a play action. Again, straight drop back, crosser, 
Allen Robinson lined up on the left sideline. Crosser hit him perfectly uh, on the right sideline mm-hmm. with two DBs on him. Uh, that was about 27 air yards. So I think what that was, I think five 20 plus air yard throws that were wonderful. Um, he looked so good on the deep ball and specifically again the play action. I'd still like to see them incorporate his legs on design runs or at least take advantage of your own run game by th- threatening him as a runner. You don't necessarily have to if you're worried about him taking yeah. hits. Just that I think that would help a lot because it would take a defender out of the play. Uh, they don't seem to care to do that. They also still don't seem to want to move the pocket and take advantage of his athleticism as a thrower. But he did look awesome on the play action straight drops. I like that they at least incorporated that this week. One thing at a time. Apparently Matt Nagy wasn't even calling plays either. It was Bill Lazor. Um, but this was such a promising game. Uh, and it, it made the Bears so much more exciting to see how many deep balls he was uh, throwing. Maybe we see the the more creative running uh, now with, with David Montgomery uh, being down for a little bit. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, okay, Mac Jones, who... Lost to the Bucks, threw for two. On paper, he had a good week. I don't think he had a good game though. Um, I also think it doesn't. It, he's been like the most consistent of the rookie quarterbacks. So his even below average games being better than the other guys mm-hmm. has kind of made you have a positive spin on Mac Jones. I think. Um, but when the other guys are making way more exciting plays and being uh, big time deep deep ball threats um it, it kind of makes you fall back to earth with how you feel about mac jones and i i i mean on paper 275 two scores a pick completed 77 and a half percent of his throws lost by uh on a 56 yard missed field goal doink but uh yeah i don't know it was all like mac jones does not push the ball down the field nope it was a lot of layup throws it was a lot of like hold your hand type play calling is kind of what I felt. And the fact that I think that they didn't go for it on fourth yeah. and three and would rather opt to have Nick Folk kick a 56 yarder in the rain while he's banged up says a lot. Yeah. I was about to say the same thing. And now I, I don't know if I want to shit on his performance like you did. And not like you really did, but yeah, you look at the, the yards per attempt with 40 attempts for 275 yards. I'm no mathematician, but that's not good. <laughs> And I like, you know, Collinsworth was gushing over him, and he had what eighteen. I think I think that's, completions or that's why. That's yeah, he had eighteen. I think uh, that's why I'm kind of ticked off. Is like the broadcast was painting it like he was unbelievable. It was a like it was okay. I don't know, and it makes me want to go back harder the other way and just say, especially when you're seeing yeah. some of the throws Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, and Justin Fields made this week. It's I don't know. No, but I totally agree about the point of. Not going for it there. I think everyone in the whole world thought that was a iffy, iffy, iffy decision to kick. Um, and maybe we were proven, I don't know, wrong by the upgrade, but but not really. Um, but I do think it says a lot about Belichick's confidence in Mac Jones because, I don't know, he was completing a lot of passes, and those passes went for two yards very frequently. So I don't, I don't know why they didn't go for it other than Belichick didn't have complete faith in him. And... The interception, I like. It wasn't a bad interception, really. Um, Devin White just absolutely fucking demolished him. He kind of forced it in and got deflected and got picked. But like the throw itself wasn't that bad. Like if if he wasn't getting demolished, it probably would have. He probably would have stuck stuck it in there. Um, 
but yeah, I think like when it when we boil it down to, um, you know, his poise is impressive. Uh, getting the ball out of his hand in time is impressive. But like, like you said, it's a lot of like the play, the the game design was really good from from the Pats. Uh, and like, it felt like if they could have ran the ball, they would have had a good chance to win that game, because the the Bucks shut. I think they had negative one yards total rushing or something like that. Um, but yeah, like I, if you look at his throws in a vacuum, they're not impressive. And uh, I really want to see, like, like I said, or, or, like you know, the first two weeks it was all under ten yards, and then week three he kind of hit that you know ten to fifteen yardage, and I, I thought it was really you know good looking and a good stat for him. But then the deep stuff is all missing, and it was just more of the same this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It just feels very like when you see these other quarterbacks making, even if they're not playing super consistently, um, they're at least showing off they have the talent to be big-time deep ball throwers, big-time playmakers. And then Mac Jones it just feels very, I hate to say game manager but like they the Patriots just don't seem to now their offense in general isn't overly exciting or Mm -hmm. explosive but I don't know please Uh, let's get some Ramondre Stevenson by the way yes but we I think the 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 main issue is let's talk realistically about him just because like he's completing 77 percent of his throws doesn't mean he's good yeah like Collinsworth needs to wake up on that 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 was some I don't know. He's saying some crazy stuff. Anyway, Davis Mills, talk about him. <laughs> yeah, it was pouring rain in Buffalo, just like it was in New England. Uh, in the Northeast, am I right? Uh, immediately. First snap of the game. Uh, sorry, for, for, first drive, first third down of the game. Uh, the ball just slips right out of Davis Mills' hands uh, as he's going to wind up. And it's like, here we go. <laughs> here we go, Davis. <laughs> he got back on top of the ball. But, uh, yeah, it did not get better from there. Actually, right away, uh, Josh Allen threw a pick. Uh, they got the ball immediately in the red zone. Uh, went for it on fourth down. He rolled out, and uh, the ball got batted. It could, really an easy throw. Just batted down. Probably should have put it over over the guy. Um, by the way, just to just to put all this in perspective, here's the stats from the game, Rom. Uh, 11 for 21, 87 yards, zero touchdowns, four picks, baby. Um, but like it didn't like he didn't start good. But like the game didn't start bad for the Texans because I mean they lost forty to nothing, but they actually got the ball past midfield on two of the first three possessions. And like I said, they were in the red zone for that one. Actually, the first time first red zone possession this year they didn't score on. Um, yeah, the third possession uh, got into plus territory again, and it just ended with Davis Mills throwing it right to Tremaine Edmonds, uh, right in the middle of the field. <laughs> so it was just so bad. It was just so bad, and uh, I took some bad sacks. Uh, just panicked in a clean pocket and faded away and and uh boogie basham got him and uh just holding on to the ball too long which i feel like is is pretty typical for a lot of these quarterbacks three sacks total let's just roll through these interceptions second interception uh klein uh just deflected it right around the line of scrimmage i'll pay you a million dollars not to walk me through every davis mills throw it's very very, no no it's just the interception that's all i'm doing because there wasn't there wasn't anything popped in the air picked uh, interception three. Tried to go deep. I don't know what he's doing. Double covered. Picked. Uh, interception four. Went right off Pharaoh Brown's hands. Uh, it was a little bit of a miscommunication. He threw it behind Brown when he was trying to break out. Uh, off his hands. Picked. <laughs> I don't think he had any impressive throws at all. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Um. I'll say this. 
Was was Davis Mills even the best quarterback at Stanford last year? Look what Tanner McKee did against Oregon. That's all I'll say. That's all. That's my only Davis Mills take. Uh, spoiler: I put him for worst rookie as well because uh, I don't. I don't. Perfect. I don't think it was fair to put it anywhere. Anyone else? Show's tear. going long anyway, so let's let's bang out more. The show becomes a lot longer because of so many fucking quarterbacks are playing. Oh my god! What a hey, world. Let's do it. Let's move on. That's it. Okay, Rookie of the Week. Offensive Rookie of the Week. Who you got? Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, two guys to extend the show. Uh, but it's Perfect. it's a it's – a, no, no, it's a, it's a good connection. NFC East, first-round wide receivers because, baby, Kadarius Tony came out. <laughs> Six catches, 78 yards. They finally fucking got him involved. He looked electric, in my opinion. He showed off that video game change of direction ability. Uh, his first catch was a third and, like, 18. They just dumped it off to him on a screen. He made a few dudes miss, looking like that smooth but jittery explosiveness that he showed at Florida. Picked up the first on third and 18. Uh, took a slant early in the fourth, just a sweet release. Caught it, made a guy miss. That's a theme every time he touched the ball pretty much. Uh, got to the sticks, got hit, kept his feet, kept going. Another juke, it was sweet. Um, then like the, actually the next play, they, they set him up on a reverse to throw the ball. Didn't end up actually throwing it, but that would have been so cool. Uh, just just held on to the ball, get back to the line of scrimmage. He had a he had like a kind of a shitty drop in the fourth in the late fourth where uh, like an easy slant, a lot of space that he really should have hold, held on to. But other than that, they got him involved and it, showing that they could th- let him throw and stuff. Just hit him on screens. It, it felt like what they should have been doing since week one. But hey, mm-hmm. they're doing it now, and uh, he looks fun as shit. Quickly, Devonte Smith, uh, great game, seven catches, hundred twenty two yards. Less exciting because I just think he's really good. And when teams just start shutting Devontae Smith down or attempting to, I think these Eagles offense can be in, in trouble because he's the best player on that offense. And it was right off the bat. Just hit him with a screen. First drive. Uh, got a, got some really good yards. Uh, had a fucking sick leaping, toe-tapping sideline catch before the half. It was amazing. Uh, had a touchdown called back for illegal touching that he went out on, came back in. But I think it, it should have been a, a force out and, and stood, in my opinion. Really great game, and it's really fun to see these two guys in the NFC East uh, producing this week. Big, yeah. I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm sad I, I didn't get to watch them. If I, if I'm going to be honest with you, because I saw the numbers both of them put up, and I didn't have a ton of um, non quarterbacks making too many plays this week. So I went with Old Faithful Rashawn Slater, <laughs> um, especially because it continues our streak. One of us has had him for offensive rookie of the week every week four weeks in uh he he was once again unbelievable against the raiders um max crosby couldn't do anything against him max crosby barely saw him because it was just gonna be game over uh he helped plow uh that offense to 168 yards on the ground austin eckler was electric um pun intended the the raider the raiders only came came with two sacks both uh from the interior slater still has not given up a sack since 2018 (laughs) um He's he, I mean, we've seen how how uh like Justin Herbert's pretty much to me he's a top five quarterback right now, and you're seeing behind a, a, a consistent offensive line which he didn't have last year, how much more this team can do and how good he can be, um and it, that starts with Rashawn Slater and Corey Lindsley, their two new additions, who at center and left tackle who have done wonders for Justin Herbert in this offense and. I don't. I, Slater is every bit of what you needed him to be, 
and I still can't believe he fell out of the top ten. Yeah. Um, so say if everything trends the same way it's going, where the quarterbacks are up and down, more down than up, um, and no one else is really special, and the Chargers make the playoffs, I think he's rookie of the year. But that's a lot of caveats. Yeah. But I think he should be. Yeah. Uh, no, with, without a doubt. Um, if it's not a quarterback, because, I mean, we're just going to probably it'll be a quarterback. But if it's not one, no no one else deserves, like, especially because he's playing the second most important position in football. Yeah, like, who who, who is it realistically, I guess? Devontae Smith and Andrew Jamar Chase? Yeah, I would say Jamar Chase probably. He's, he's been a little more consistent than Devontae Smith. Yeah. Um. Okay, defensive. I, I'm going to go a little outside the box here because this guy, okay, I really just wanted to give him some credit because he, he, listen to this, he played seven snaps. Seven snaps for the Denver Broncos. It's Caden Stearns. But in those seven snaps, he had two sacks, another touch uh, tackle, and a PBU in seven snaps. It's <laughs> like, what the fuck? What? Look, I, I checked multiple sources. It said seven snaps. I, I saw it before the game. To me, it, it felt like he played more, but like I'm really tr- trying to key in on him. And I, I, if it was more than seven, it, it wasn't much more. But I don't know how that, that seemed ridiculous. But anyways, go look at any – I checked multiple places. It said seven snaps. I don't know. Anyway, so, so regardless, great game. Even if he played 50 snaps, really good game. Uh, started a third down right before the half. Uh, they basically line him up like at linebacker, bliss him through the B gap. He split the tackles, a uh, block attempt, and brought down Lamar as he tried to step up. Perfectly timed, great tackle, great play. Um, then he made a really great play on a scramble throw. Um, Lamar just threw it up, and like it was weird. Um, Sertain was backside, and there's two receivers there, and Sertain kind of like went down with the receiver and uh, Sammy Watkins, just kind of wide open, landed right in his hands. Stern like just showed up kind of out of nowhere, blew up Sammy Watkins. Separated him from the ball. Great play. Second sack. Uh, lined up kind of over the slot this time. A little little bit more outside. Uh, Blitz just got home clean, untouched. <laughs> if it was really seven snaps, it was fucking ridiculous. But Yeah, no. I, I literally, while you were talking, I was like, yeah, AJ can't be right. I don't trust anything. AJ says, nope, you're right. Seven snaps. Seven I mean, they snaps. might they might be wrong. But, like, I was, I was really trying to eyeball it because I saw it before and I saw his stats. <laughs> And I was trying to eyeball it. PFR is really good at keeping track of snaps. Yeah. Yeah. uh, I mean, they they got him a seven defensive, 12 uh, special teams. So I believe it. (laughs) Ridiculous, Um, right? And that's funny because I I talked about him last last week because he had that easy interception. But, like, it was just cool to see him as a third safety. Now you're seeing him do – like, it's just not fair if they've stumbled onto him on day Mm -hmm. three as a – a bit of a third safety weapon on a secondary that's already loaded and yeah. already has a, a defensive rookie of the year candidate in Patrick Sertain. Yeah, no, exactly. And I, I don't have Sertain anywhere, but um, solid day. He was a little, he's a little softer in coverage. Um, on the Murray touchdown, he, he I thought he, he's Hollywood kind of like had him blocked in the end zone, didn't work off it. But in coverage, just watching him snap to snap, I thought he was pretty lock solid. And he only gave up like two catches. And they're kind of like under Okay, a stuff. guy who. A guy who I thought played more snaps, but should at least, uh, but uh, only played 52% of the snaps, but his season high. And my repeat defensive rookie of the week, Jeremiah Usu-Koromoa. Last week I talked about what he did um, more specifically uh, in coverage against the Bears. Against the Vikings, who 
like to run the ball, obviously. And Dalvin Cook was banged up throughout the game. Um, and, and I think that's part of why they, they at times, were taking him out on uh, on uh, rundowns um, because they like to play Malcolm Smith too much. I don't know. Uh, but he, he looked phenomenal against the run. So 52% of the snaps, made seven tackles. But it was the, what he was doing in run fits, like – which you would think would be one of the concerns with a smaller linebacker, a 220-pound linebacker, but he, he his ability to take on and shed and make plays was impressive, and he was beating blockers to their spots to, to get run stuffs. And, again, like, n- nothing jumps off the, the box score, but just watch what he's doing. Watch the way he moves and the way he is immediately uh, filling um, against run. It, it, it's seeing him play a true linebacker position is really fun because we saw him play this hybrid role at Notre Dame and he still does multiple things on this Browns defense but he's also just their best true off-ball linebacker so you're seeing him play more and more just of a kind of a true will role and he's been incredible I think four weeks in I think he's the defensive rookie of the week and I, or defensive rookie of the year and I think Rashawn Slayer's the offensive rookie of the year uh, definitely. I, I just hope I just hope he plays more snaps because yeah. he's played fifty two. Like I said, fifty two percent was his season high and fifty one percent last week. Um, but yeah, he's more than just a role player at this point. Like he's got to be for a team that's competing for the division. He he should be playing seventy percent of the snaps. Yeah, it feels there. like they're easing them in, easing him in a little bit because of the first two weeks I think he was in the twenties or thirty percent snaps. Uh, yeah. No, uh, he's turning into a star. I totally agree. Uh, worst rookie? Davis Mills was mine because I couldn't do it to anyone else because he oh, was right. terrible. Okay. I, I couldn't decide, so I just wrote down four different offensive oh. linemen. Oh, <laughs> my God. You're so mean. Yeah, okay. Okay, so Alex Leatherwood, who, I mean, this dude, I'm pretty sure he leads the league in penalties because he did last week. He got two more. So two false starts against the Chargers. Yeah. Looked horrible. Um. But I think he looked better this week than last week. Uh, yeah, so, I think he, like he settled in a little bit in the second half, right? Like he wasn't yeah, like brutal. Yeah, like in the he didn't half. play well, but he it yeah. wasn't as bad as he's yeah. been. Yeah. Uh, Liam Eikenberg just got bullied by um, Taekwon Lewis, like, <laughs> and like that's not great that it's Taekwon Lewis doing no. it. Liam Eikenberg was on skates for most of the game. He's not. He been also good. looked horrible. Yeah, no, he looked horrible moving in space too and trying to work to the second level as a run blocker mm-hmm. like the their offense stood no chance with him and austin jackson at left and right tackle uh dan moore got he he only took one penalty he got caught on a hold against the packers but he just doesn't look did not look great in the run game um but neither did kendrick green who i also put down all four of them have been bad for the most part every week um you can cut dan moore some slack because he was a day three pick and he's starting at left tackle and maybe the worst offensive line in the league. Liam Eikenberg, second round pick. Yeah. Who was supposed to be plug and play. Was, yeah, exactly. And he has not been whatsoever. Kendrick Green, position change, but the the hype was so big. Part of that was the Steelers center history. Uh, and then Leatherwood was just, I mean, the overdraft and it's looked bad. So At least he settled into the, the second half, Rob. Got to give him some credit. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of bad rookie line play this week was uh, one of my takes. I got so some good ones. Slater, which makes you appreciate it more. Yeah, that too. Okay. Pr- Primetime star? I-, I had to pick Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence. 
Uh, you mean Mac Jones, the real QB one? Uh, yeah, I think I think you could pick you could pick Lawrence. I if you did you put an opposite uh, an alternate I should say. If I would, I mean you could you could say I thought Jamar Chase played really well again. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a couple I of think good Asante ones. Samuel, Asante yeah. Samuel Jr. played really well. I thought Christian Barmore played yeah. quite well. Flashy. PFF didn't like his performance, by the way, which surprised me because I thought he was really flashy. Really? Col- Collinsworth owns PFF and was talking him up the whole game. Yeah. Uh, here, I'll try that one more. Joe Tryon. I had, I had the sack on the first drive. Oh, I, I, I put him for something else, so that's why I didn't put him there. Okay. Okay, we'll save it then. But, we'll yeah, talk. we can talk about him now. I put I put, I put, put him for looks like a miss because, I I mean, I didn't like him. that Like, I think I had uh, late day two. He went in the first round. Obviously, mm-hmm. he was an opt-out guy. Um. Came with two two sacks, four quarterback hits. He's playing a ton because JPP's yeah. hurt. Uh, you mentioned on our other show uh, th- yesterday that Vita Vea helped him get um, getting get sacks, but like he's just looking so explosive, and it's just yes. it's a per- it's been a perfect landing spot for him for his length and his athleticism. He's he's gonna tee off on quarterbacks playing next to Vita Vea. Yeah, the first one was all him though. He he just worked. Uh... Isaiah went yeah. on an inside move, uh, got the sack, and like the second one, he, he sniffed Jones again on the next play, and then yeah, the, then the the the, the second one where um, Vita Vey just killed killed the whole left side of the offensive line, and he just teed off of Mac Jones like a like a fucking tee ball game. It's it's funny we we've seen a lot of um, a lot of good pass rush from this rookie group four weeks in. Like we've, yeah. we we haven't talked a ton about Aziz Ojolari, but I mean, he leads all rookies in sacks. Michael Parsons playing edge. He's been great. Yeah. Gregory Russo, Odafe away, Joe Trion, Shoyinka, Shoyinka. Yeah. Shoyinka. Uh, I mean, Osa, we were talking about him last week. I talked about Peyton Turner a couple weeks ago. Uh, I've got another guy I'm going to talk about in a bit, but yeah, lots of good pass rushers. Um, underwhelming performance. Uh, it might be low-hanging fruit at this point, but I, I went back to Kyle Pitts. I went back to Kyle Pitts, who had four catches, 50 yards, so like not his worst game. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to – I don't know. I feel like he's the guy to talk about. I'll start at the at the top here. Early on, they lined him up, they lined him up uh, out wide, hit him on and in, easy money. That looked good. I'm like, why aren't they doing more of that? Uh, same drive. Matt Ryan found him on the sideline. Um, uh Easy stuff, not not anything special, but a good out route. Just hit him, got toe tap, uh, out of bounds. Then end of the drive, they targeted him on the on the third down play into the end zone. The ball was too high, not really on Pitts. Um, like, so they're kind of like in the first half, they're doing pretty pretty good usage of him. Like they flashed him on jet sweeps a couple times, and I felt like when they did that, they had success on the play. Like they didn't give the ball to him, but like one the, the first time they did was like a Gallman handoff, and it went for like eight ten yards or something. And then like I felt like it kind of changed a little bit, where like he had a tough drop. Tory McTire flamed a lot for them for for, uh, for Washington. He just ripped it out of his hands. Uh, Pitts should have had it. Same drive right after that. Um, they they got him like a like an eight yard catch. They reviewed it though. He just never got his second foot in bounds uh, on the sideline, and there was plenty of room. I'm like, what the hell? What are you doing, Pitts? And it's not like oh, a college mistake. I only had to get one. No, just like he just didn't get a second foot in. I thought that was that was bad. Um, then he had like a nice chain mover catch on the slant. Then uh, his last catch was just like a quick hit, uh, hitch. I don't know. Like the stats looked okay, but they're using him a little bit better. But I don't know that that one non toe drag just left a bad taste in my mouth. And it almost feels like this is what I, I got the sense of at times. 
It feels like they're using him as a distraction, but, like, he hasn't done anything yet to warrant that. Like, just use him. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Kind of, kind of um, annoying. I'll go, I'll go with another top ten pick. Uh, who had, had a pretty good start to the season, but Panay Sewell really struggled against the Bears. I mean, the whole Lions roster did. But um, he... Uh, he gave up a strip sack to Robert Quinn, um, and he just looked sloppy throughout the game. Like he he just looked slow. There there was one play where they they were they had second and goal. They're running it from the five, and Quinn just like Sewell like didn't move. Like I can't even explain. Like you'd have to watch the play. He he got out of his stance and and just like Robert Quinn just ran around him and chased the play down backside and got a stop at the line of scrimmage and like Sewell just didn't move he like pivoted almost but didn't physically move his feet it was really weird um, and uh, he he also got beat by um, Trevin Gibson for a sack uh, who or Travis Gibson who. Uh, it was just a, like an arm over move in, in, inside swim. It, it was it was so weird. And then yeah, I mentioned the Quinn. It was just he was slow. His he did not reach his landmark. Quinn just dipped under him, dipped and ripped under him. So he gave up two sacks, one strip sack. Had a whole like I mentioned the weird play at the on, on the second and goal from the five where he just like didn't really move his feet. Um, he just looked sloppy throughout the game. He looked slow. Uh, and, and just wasn't really getting much drive in the run game. I don't know. It was because he was supposed to be, for me, in this game, like when the Bears had the ball, I was excited because I was getting to watch Justin Fields. And when the Lions had the ball, the only thing I, I cared about was watching Panay Sewell, yeah. really. Um, and it was just not good at all. Did they get Amon Ra the, the ball at all this week? Yeah, I'll talk about him in a bit. Okay, cool. Uh, looks like a hit. Who you got? Uh, I had to choose friend of the show, true friend of the show, Quinn Miners, who honestly, oh, really? yeah, he got his first start. I honestly, and I, I thought he just looked like a vet. I thought he looked like the vet. Like he did have one uh false start where like he he just slightly finched uh, flinched on a hard count. No big deal. He shouldn't even throw the flag. I've seen less false starts get, get get flagged. Anyways, yeah, I just thought he was just really good. Like really good awareness, working double teams well, uh, picking up stunts, picking up blitzes. Um, he was getting he like you a hundred bucks to do this. Sorry, did he Venmo you a hundred dollars to say this? I Venmoed him a hundred dollars to to say this. Uh, uh. <laughs> was getting good drive in the in the run. Uh, I he had a pancake, the signature miners pancake. Uh, had a nice like strike where a guy just was blitzing and he just knocked him five yards into the into the sideline. I thought he looked really good. I thought he looked really really good. I thought he was the best office lineman uh, on the team. Him and Lloyd Cushenberry actually good duo there. Um, Really impressed with Miners' first start. Love it. Uh, I'll go with Jalen Phillips, who we haven't really mentioned much. Mm-hmm. Um, he was unblockable. The Colts' offensive line's horrible. Yeah, it is. Uh, which is a bit of a shocker, but it's banged up. Quentin Nelson's hurt. Um, but uh, he was just in the backfield on every play. Eric Fisher sucks. Yeah, he does. Is that shocking? I don't know. Maybe that's not shocking, but uh, he was, it, and it was, it was weird. It, like he wasn't even incorporating much hand use. It was a ton of speed to power and just straight bull rushing. And he, he, the way that 
Liam Eikenberg was on skates on that side of the ball. Jalen Phillips was putting Eric Fisher on skates this side of the ball. I, I think he had uh, – he was part of a sack. Um, he had a couple quarterback hits, a couple pressures. I think he had uh, like three or four pressures. He also had what would have been uh, probably at least half a sack, but he got called on a face mask. So had that not happened, he would have, I don't know, had five or so pressures and or sacks or quarterback hits. Um and he did that in only 41% of the snaps. He's playing with a ton of energy. He looked good against the run, too. I'm hoping to see an uptick in his play uh, or snap count because he's he's electric. He's really fun. He's playing with so much energy. He was fired up. I loved it. They, I feel like the first couple of games, they just really didn't let him like let loose and rush the passer. Uh, they're also like, kind of like standing up and dropping him a little bit more, and they just had to, uh, had to let him go. Oh, I'm glad I... I... Because this game, this game was borderline unwatchable, because both offensive lines are horrible, and both quarterbacks can't move. Um, so I was really glad to have him at least. Uh, Javon Holland had a nice pass breakup, but he didn't play very many snaps, which was weird. Hmm. Um, and J- Jalen Waddle had three catches all in the first quarter, and he looked great. And like I don't think he got another target. It was a weird game. Uh, I already said my miss was Joe Trion Shoyinka. Who you got? I have uh, Spencer Brown, who uh, got the start at right tackle for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I had him 113 on my board. I checked it. He went 93rd. Uh, he looked good, man. Like I like start. I don't know if you saw the highlight, but Allen had a really nice throw where he uh, he made a couple guys miss, got outside the pocket, hit uh, hit digs deep. Uh, there was pressure from those two guys, obviously, but it didn't come from Brown's side. Brown side, he was it was a rollout to his to the right side, and uh, Brown just drove his guy right into the sideline, and it was awesome. I, I thought he looked like solid in pass pro. Uh, I don't think I really saw him lose a rep. Uh, used his size and athletic ability really well. His feet looked quick, choppy. Like he just used them really nice. Uh, Flash some nice pop in his hands. I'm not sure he was as good in the run, but solid and had some impressive reps where he was just driving guys. Uh, some nice work like just flipping his hips and sealing holes. Um, couple areas where he can improve. Uh, kind of like the same thing coming out of school. Uh, his anchor a little bit. It didn't get him into trouble this week, but I just think he can do better sinking the hips. He, he was he was on skates once, but it wasn't a big deal, and he kind of just – just like a, a delayed anchor. Um, and I think mm. opposite of minors, better awareness. Um, keeping his head on a swivel. He's kind of just like locking down into a double team, and then and then l- delayed pressure was coming. And then actually in the fourth quarter, they kicked him to left tackle. Not many snaps. It was already three, uh, 33 nothing. But other friend of the show, Tommy Doyle, got in at right tackle. So that was really cool. Um, so <laughs> that, that was a good game from him. And he's also fun on the field. He's like, he's like signaling first downs. He seems like a fun dude. And uh, all that being said, it was the Texans. Not a big test. So I don't want to anoint that the Bills have found their long-term right tackle. But he looked really good. Um, all right, moving on. To needs to step it up. Oh, oh, by the way, Northern Iowa's left tackle better than Spencer Brown, so just so everyone knows. Penning. Um, yes. Needs to step it up. I, I put a couple guys. I'll go quick. Tyson Campbell. Uh, part of that is they trade C.J. Henderson. Mm-hmm. Um, do you hear the thing that, like, Urban Meyer and C.J. Like, C.J. Henderson and Urban Meyer didn't get along. And uh, Urban Meyer, like, made him ride on a bike in front of the team. And then, like talk to his parents it all just sounded weird yeah i don't know like it's like it's college all over again anyway tyson campbell 
Um, he played 100% in the snaps against the Bengals. And just the, the pull positive out of it, he plays. He was playing really physical. Yeah, I told you that, right? He's, he's kind of fun. Yeah. And, but he, he struggled to locate and find the ball in phase a couple times against Jamar Chase and got beat uh, a handful of times deep. So he, he, he needs to step it up because they need him to step it up because he is now their, their top dog. Um, Eric Stokes, who had a pick and a handful of tackles mm-hmm. and a pass breakup against the Steelers. Eric Stokes didn't play a bad game, but Jair Alexander got hurt. Yeah. And they don't have a lot of depth at corner. Um, I know I know Packers fans want Stephon Gilmore. Well, he's going to Carolina. Um, but Stokes got lucky a couple times uh, with the, how horrible Roethlisberger that offensive line is. Because Deontay Johnson and the the crew of misfit toys at wide receiver uh ray ray mcleod um james washington they beat eric stokes a couple times but just because of other reasons there were not completions um but he i mean the interception was a gimme but yeah he uh he had some up and down play same game presley harvin just once again like shanking punts just horrible at punting that's that's the only rookie you really want to talk about, right? Because it, it hurts you the most. Yeah, well, that's why I don't want to talk about him I, until he's like he's my favorite and he sucks. <laughs> um, I feel yeah. So with with Jair Alexander, if he has surgery, I believe he's done for the year. So they're debating that right now. I feel like the situation early in the season's been good for Stokes because he's like got in the couple of interceptions that have been kind of easy and you know late in games when the game's already over, and it's like kind of just like boosted his confidence in having Jair on the other side. You feel so much better, but now I agree with you. Getting thrown in, CB one, it's it's gonna be a big test. It's gonna be a big test. Speaking of a guy that's been tested plenty, because I don't think he's missed a snap for the Saints. Paulson Adebo, we're back to a poor befo- performance from him. He's been so up and down. This was a big. So down. he's got what two two good games, two bad games. Yeah, he alternates. It's it's kind of cool. Um, <laughs> it felt like every big play for the Giants kind of just. Came uh, against Adebo, and it was the, the main one was uh, getting beat on the John Ross touchdown, where he just toasted him. And, and yeah, Ross is fast, but Adebo's familiar with that Pac-12 speed, so he's got to know what's coming. Got to do a better job, and I don't know, just soft. And I think he got worked for like 118 yards on seven catches or something, according to Piff. Um, so yeah, not not a good game, and they lost. They need him. They need him. And I mean. It's not. It's almost like not needs to step up. It just needs to be consistent. Um, not ready to play. One's James Hudson, who came in for injured Jedrick Wills. Uh, played twenty one snaps against the Vikings. Had a false start and just didn't look very good at all. He looked overwhelmed. I think that's the way to describe his performance. Was not sustaining blocks in the run game. And was not using his hands very well in pass protection. He wasn't, like, murdered or anything. He just didn't look like he should be out there yet. Speaking of former Michigan offensive lineman, uh, am I not ready to play Jalen Mayfield, who I think I talked about week one? Yeah. Honestly, like, um, I thought this week, like, he's extreme. It might be better because he's really inconsistent. Because we saw some – I thought I saw some flashes from him. Uh, he had a couple pancakes. I thought that was really cool. It finished in, it dudes into the dirt. 
um, on, on the Cordell Patterson's long touchdown catch, <laughs> the first of three, um, the second of three actually, but he pulled on the like kind of like a naked protection that the teams do where the backside guard pulls and picks up the the the, the play side or the backside end. Sorry, I should say the play side guard pulls to pick up the backside ends. Um, and it was one on one with Chase Young, and he did a really nice job on him, but also just like fucking messy hand placement messy feet disaster at times not sustaining blocks had a had a holding penalty that brought brought back a big play um gave up a sack on like a Montez sweat stunt uh one one rep tim settle just pushed him right back into the running back on a on an outside zone uh for tfl so just snap to snap there was glimpses but really up and or sorry a little bit up and really down uh, yeah, he, well, I've only had a Falcons game once, I think, but he did not look over, like, no, he just looks sloppy all the time. Yeah. Um, okay. Best day three rookie. I threw three down, but the one all, uh, I think was the best was Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah. He finally kind of got the target load you suspected he would get given the wide receiver situation in Detroit. Saw eight targets, had six grabs for seventy yards. He's just such a smooth operator. Like he was playing, uh, he was moving around a little bit, playing some Z, playing some slot. Um, just he's not a gr- like a twitchy athlete, but he sets himself up well. He sets his routes up well. He creates separation through like he just his feet are really clean. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, and he kind of. He just attacks the football more violently than anything else the Detroit Lions have. I think he's going to continue to see a, a good target share. This was the most snaps he played all season. He played 72% of the snaps in this game. Um, and, uh, yeah, he I, I he was the best part about that Lions offense. It's good two, to hear. Two more quick ones. Nate Hobbs played a lot for the Raiders. He didn't look terrible. Nope. Getting thrown in there against the Chargers. Um, I mean, he's already better than Damon Arnett. I mean... Arnett was really bad. Both Big Ten guys, though. Uh, and, and Michael Carter for the Jets. Not the running back, but the, the DB. Yeah. He's, play, <laughs> he's playing some nickel against the Titans. He looked pretty good. He's been, like... Like, like I haven't put him anywhere, obviously, but like he's been, like, okay. Like, not bad at all. Like, yeah, he, worth he's mentioning. Play, he, he played a lot, too. Like, he played he's 75% played a lot. of the snaps. Yeah. And he's been like he's played over fifty percent of the snaps in every every game, and he's he's playing a lot of nickel for them. He's interesting. Uh, I mentioned a bunch of day three rookies that were great already, but uh, one that I haven't mentioned yet that was really good, Kenneth Gainwell, who um, uh, maybe stealing some of the job from Miles Sanders. Three catch, uh, three three carries for thirty one yards and a touchdown. So that's doing damage. But really, he was catching the ball like we thought he would coming out of Memphis. Six catches, fifty eight yards. Uh, kind of started on a fourth and two. They hit him on a drag. They were like lining him out, out wide. Uh, hit a drag, twelve yard gain. Uh, right, the next play hit him on a screen. They were, Hertz was kind of just you know um, dumping it off to him, and he was doing a lot. That's nearly a hundred yards, uh, like ninety yards almost uh, total yardage. Um, I think you're going to see him get more and more usage for the Eagles' backfield. I love to hear it. I love to hear it. That's a nice little hit for. Uh... More you than me. I, I looked at I think I had him 84th, and I had uh, Ramondre 85, actually. I was looking at my big board today. <laughs> I, di- I didn't have any undrafted rookie who really stood out. Oh, hold on. 
one big one, baby, Forrest Merrill on <laughs> on Monday night, who uh, got elevated last second. I didn't even realize he was using giving a luck on the, on the rosters. Uh, flashed a little bit, had a had a couple nice run stops. I think he only got credited for one tackle, but uh, maybe just like a he chopped the running back's legs down on another one, and and someone else cleaned it up. Out of nowhere, late elevation. I think you got to give him some credit there. I mean, the pride of the fun belt. Exactly. <laughs> One of the best nose tackles that, that's ever come through Arkansas State. Absolutely correct. Um, I'll, I'll quickly add some rookies who flash. Josh Myers looked really good against the Steelers. Um, they, they're without Tyson Olulu, but still he dominated the point. Uh, Rondell Moore. Not a big game, but it was fun. They were moving him around. He played some running back. He had a carry. Nice. 20, three catches, 28 yards, two carries, nine yards. Uh, I just liked seeing them use him yeah. more uh, in different roles, and uh, it was awesome. Uh, Jamar Chase, who had six for 77 against the Jags. And that, that's, like, normally a big game, but he's been so good that, like, yeah. that's a quieter game for him. I and I thought Asante Samuel Jr. once again was just really consistent and awesome against the Raiders. He was. No, totally. Uh, speaking of being consistently awesome, uh, I'll, I'll give you three guys, uh, all defensive dudes. One obvious, uh, we mention him every week, Odafe Owe, another really good game. Uh, sack a couple quarterback hits. Um, just kind of beat Bobby Massey with an easy swat. Sack Teddy on the first drive, third down. Um, he had a big hit on Teddy Bridgewater on, a, on another third down. Where like it kind of looked like he was spying, like over over the a gap, and once Teddy just stepped up, he just exploded through him and forced an inaccurate pass. Um, and then he did that same spying thing again, which I thought was kind of weird because it's not like Teddy Bridgewater is a threat to run or anything. Uh, but hey, they they kicked the Broncos' ass, so I can't get far about shit. Um, and then yeah, this time it was Locke. Locke broke the pocket, and he just closed the space so quickly. Um, Locke actually ended up breaking the, the sack, but. Um, he completed the pass, but it, the Broncos were holding on the play, so it came back. But just like he covered 15 yards in, in half a second or something, it was it was just flashing that 4-4 flat speed. It was really impressive. He, he's a really good player. Um, quickly, I mentioned Boogie Basham earlier. He got a sack, uh, 28 snaps, the most he's played. Um, like I said, it was kind of just like a bad play by Davis Mills, but but Boogie just keeping the, the motor on. Uh, uh, Titus Howard just worked him, got home there. And lastly, uh, Pete Warner, who played the most he's played, oh ten tackles for the Saints, looked really good. Looked really, really good, and uh, just solid, just solid coming down against the run, making plays. Um, it didn't look like they looked like they took him out for most third downs, but I think he looked good. And sorry, quickly, quickly, Michael Parsons is really good. What else is new? And and Oza Odigazua, five pressures, three quarterback hits uh, against oh, the Panthers. Shit. Yeah. Both both were really good. That's that's impressive though, Oza. Yeah, I just mentioned him last week, so I didn't really really want to talk about him. Hmm. Out of nowhere, Rook. Uh, you actually, I mentioned him. I think you mentioned him two weeks ago, maybe. Um, Marco Wilson had another really solid game for the mm-hmm. for the Cardinals. He had a sweet interception that got called back, uh, but he he held his own against a really good Rams receiving core. Uh, and he's playing a ton for that yeah. Cardinals defense. That the Cardinals defense feels like it's playing above what it should be. Yeah. But uh, him, him and Byron Murphy have looked like a good corner pairing. Um, he played ninety four percent of the snaps. Yeah, I think he's been ninety plus every game. Pretty yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, which is kind of kind of shocking. But yeah. 
Um, okay, for some reason, the rest of my players are Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> but we're going to start Finally. with uh, Avery Williams, who played a lot. Played 50 snaps because of injuries to the secondary. That secondary is a f- fucking disaster. Uh, mainly was getting played at slot. Didn't have, like, a monster game, but looked really solid in coverage. Uh, especially, uh, actually, ended up with seven tackles and a, and a hit on the quarterback. Um, I think kind of like the big play. It wasn't a flashy play, but, uh, I mean, obviously the loss. But they went... Uh, the Washington went for two um, earlier to tie the game, um, or like just three minutes left in the fourth or something like that. Uh, just really sticky, sticky covered on on uh, Robert Seals Jones, and uh, it just led to an incompletion. Good play, quick hitter. Fleepy Franks got in for one play. They gave him a, <laughs> a three yard carry on his own read. Uh, killed me. So I, I did. I had to mention him. Love it. Um, finally, start the rook. I'm going with a guy who. Technically, he is a starter, but I'm calling for higher usage for Pat Fryermuth, who, against the Packers, he played 53% of the snaps, had one target, caught it for 11 yards. On the season, through four games, 11 targets, 9 catches, 93 yards, and a touchdown. Every time they use him, he looks good. They just don't use him in the passing game. They don't look towards him in the passing game. I don't get it because Ben can't push the yeah. ball downfield. Why don't they use him like the old Heath Miller? Get get him working the middle, sitting down in zones, freaking like hit him on a couple seams. Give him a chance. They just don't. He, we also know what he, can, he what he can do as a yak guy too. Get him yeah. the ball in some space. Let's get him incorporated in this offense. Open it up on the outside for the other guys a little bit more. He's also blocking his ass off. Like I I like what I've seen each week from him. I just don't really bring him up because he's barely used. I 100% agree with you. Like, he's looked good when they've gotten him the ball. I mean, I haven't sat down and watched the Steelers game, but from uh, – from, or I guess I watched the Packers a little bit. But he's looked good when they got him the ball. And um, I so much agree. Like, he, Ben can't push the ball. Just have him sitting in the middle of the field consistently. And, like, Ben's going to hit him because he's there. And like you said, he can do some damage after the catch. I don't understand why he would only be playing 50% of the snaps. That makes no sense to me. Um. I start the rook. He played zero defensive snaps, and that makes no sense to me. That he's getting no looks. Uh, Richie Grant from the Atlanta Falcons, who I mentioned, their their secondary is bad, their safeties are bad. Eric Harris like dropped two interceptions, but also was kind of bad. Um, and then he got banged up, and then T.J. Green came in, and he looked even worse. You drafted Richie Grant early. Your team is bad. Your secondary is one of the worst in the. Well, I guess the Terrells. Okay. But uh, Fabian Moreau was a disaster. Anyways, see what Richie Grant can do. I don't understand why he hasn't seen the I, field. I was going to mention how little he has mattered for that bad team a week or two ago, whenever I did the Falcons game. Yeah, um, like it's a bad yeah, sign. Yeah, I just want to see him. Yeah. Like it's a bad sign, Weird. but also I don't trust him. I'll, I will say, though, he's playing special teams. And DeAndre Carter had a kick return touchdown. He kind of missed the first tackle on that, which you don't love to see. It wasn't an easy play, but uh, he should have made it, and that would have stopped him in his tracks. But, I mean, 10 other guys missed him too, so. (sighs) Well, here's the hoping one of the Steelers rookies is good, but to this point, I don't know, and I don't care anymore, I guess. I'm a Bears fan if Justin Fields is good. 